Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My God. Hello, listeners, and welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Law & Order Special Viewing Unit. My the God. The show Review mm. and lovingly ridicule everyone's favorite cop drama, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Mm. This is by overly uh, trying to compensate for the the just mm-hmm. just the 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 possibly worst episode. It's not in not terms a bad of story no, wise. No, it's it's a good story good quality. Um, it's it's not a quality issue. I'm your host, Matt Reuter, joined as always mm. by my lovely co-host, one Mr. Aviv Rubenstein. Uh, Matt, how you doing tonight, Aviv? Matt taught me how to use the stove, and he burned down the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, how are you this week, Matthew? Uh, I am doing a okay. Um, it's a it's a short week this week. Yeah. How how about oh, you, Aviv? How are you doing? Oh, just fine. This week's episode. So, uh, so uh, we're gonna dispatch with the with the fun stuff and the and the laughs and the Woo! and the jokes, and we are gonna drive dive straight into the seventh circle of hell that was this. I don't episode. understand this why week. you're so why you think this episode was so depressing. What's depressing about just a? I I mean I'm gonna give listeners a peek behind just the a little curtain. bit of so, exercise. Like, we, we normally watch these episodes like generally right around the same time, and so you know, uh-huh. and then we'll give each other like a, a five minute warning whenever we're, mm-hmm. we're going to start. So I started watching this, and I'd finished the episode before Aviv had even started watching it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is holy <laughs> shit!" And you're like, "Oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I've been stuck in dead standstill traffic for like twenty minutes trying to get home so I could start watching this." And I was just like, "After the oh, end of Badgegate, oh Aviv, you are gonna, you've got some awfulness. You're you're." coming home to because i was like this is possibly the worst episode we've ever done not in terms of quality but in terms of um fucked up yes it's pretty bad that and uh just you kept texting me throughout the you watching it and just just like the the descent into like just absolute like abject depression i i broke was, my caps lock yeah it was like st- like watching it i was like oh he's i i'm waiting for the next series of texts whenever the next crazy thing happens and then sure enough it'd be like oh no <laughs> which i'm not gonna lie it was really entertaining from my end oh yeah to get these like basically you like live tweeting the episode uh but the episode we're going to be reviewing is Woo! um season three episode 22 entitled competence um, just a reminder to our listeners 
Uh, <laughs> skip this one. Skip this episode. Uh, but if you are brave enough to continue, uh, we do recommend that you watch the episode uh, before you listen to us break it down. Uh, all of the episodes are available to watch on Hulu. Um, Hulu. Or if you don't want to do that, like, honestly, I wouldn't blame you if you skipped this one and just listened to two dudes be like, this was so depressing. Can we, um, add, a, can we add another disclaimer of like, we're going to say some fucked up shit in this episode. And I'm just going to. Yeah, it's. I'm just we, saying we're going to hell. Sorry. We're, we're going to try to handle this with. Some amount of delicacy. One of us is. It's not gonna work. Just it's give not, me. It's a, not gonna a, be me. A fair warning, um, because this is you know a comedy podcast, uh, technically mm. of mm. sorts, mm. Uh, or at least we, we try to make it such. So we're gonna we're gonna try to um, bring some levity to this episode with some humor that may be in poor taste, which is have right on par for us. A hundred and fifty sad faces in my notes. Uh, that seems low. Um, so, as usual, Aviv, you are going to hit us with a oh, no. second recap. Oh, no. I forgot I had to do this. Oh, yes. You're going to hit us with a 60-second recap of this week's episode. So, Aviv, oh, no. why don't you tell us in 60 seconds what the fuck happened on this week's episode of SVU? And for, for those of you that didn't watch and are just listening to our take, strap in, because this is going to be interesting to hear Aviv try to break this down in 60 seconds. Okay, you guys. He's crying right now, folks. Uh, a older lady appears and asks our SVU detectives for help for her 22-year-old daughter has been raped and is now pregnant. And the reason that the old woman is asking is because the daughter has Down syndrome and doesn't know what's going on with her. And so there are, no joke, there's like an orgy of people who may have had sex with this girl. Like a bunch of people, none of whom are special needs. One of whom is pretending to have special needs. Yeah, okay, so we're we're gonna get oh, into this. Oh, oh just boy. I'm still in my recap. Do you know who that is, by the way? James Badgedale. Yeah, it's James Badgedale. I, I literally wrote down in my notes like that looks a lot like James Badgedale. I really hope it's not James Badgedale oh, doing it. Oh my this, god. This that's shouldn't terrible. count against my against my crime. No, so what I'm folds you're, is you're, you're off the clock. That's... Several several people had opportunity and motive to have sex with this special needs girl. Turns out it was well, maybe, you know, the guy that runs the grocery store. But the problem is the mom wants to have her declared legally um, incapable of taking care of herself to in order to force her to have an abortion. And that's kind of fucked up. But if she is declared legally capable of her actions then they're afraid that the guy who raped her is going to claim that everything was consensual so there's like a little bit of a tug of war between um those two parties and alex cabot and and wong are are cut caught in the middle of that and then there's just like another twist like a hyperspeed twist uh so yeah that's that's it i think Uh, it's about as good as as you're gonna I I got I mean, a lot of stuff. There's also like a bus driver clearly that is involved. I <laughs> I mean okay, so let's let's 
jump in here. So, like, anytime the episode starts where we're in the squad room and, like, someone's walking in, you're like, oh, here we go. It's about to happen. Like, this is. Yeah, because it reminds me of that scene in Seven where John Doe walks in and he's like, detectives! Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It's it's not quite that in this, but you know the older woman. Which, so we gotta get into this. So her woman. name is Rebecca Tolliver. That's the character's name, and she's played by Lois Smith. Do you do you recognize her from anything? She looks familiar, but I don't know from what. She was in Minority Report. She was like the old lady in the garden who was like, oh, you know, there exists a Minority Report. It's in the the one that's smarter, the woman. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's also been in a bunch of stuff. She was in Twister. She was in an episode of Army Wives. Oh, wait. Was she the mom? In, she was the mom of Twister. Uh, Meg Green is yeah. who she played in Twister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, That's she's been in a... where I recognize her from, because I saw Minority Report with you, actually, whenever it came out, but not really since. Yeah, I saw it. I, I, I threw it in recently. It, it holds up, kind of. Um, I remember it being real good. It is good. Speaking of Philip K. Dick, uh, I know we both just saw um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, I think we should great. do a bonus episode about yeah. that because we got it was just that... ve- just very good. We can just I can just leave it. At, it was very good. I mean, I th- I would go beyond that. But well, yeah, we have sure. plenty to we have plenty to talk about. But I mean, for right now, I will leave oh, it. Yes, as... for I I concur with yes. you on that. We will leave it at that because otherwise, we will be here until one in the morning <laughs> yeah, talking right. about every element of Woo! Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So good. Go so Rebecca it. Tolliver comes in and she as I mentioned before, she says, uh, "I need to report a rape," and uh, <laughs> Finn is like, Finn just, "Who's, who's catching? Catch- <laughs> this ain't me. This ain't me." He's like, I'm, he's like, I punched my Tom card. I'm walking out the door. I'm, it's like that I'm thing in the home. West Wing where they're like, I have tickets to go to, to go to Palm Springs. I'm leaving. Yeah. And then inevitably something happens and they got to turn right back yeah, around. Yeah, not and, Finn though. Finn is out. Finn, Finn definitely strikes me as the type of person that's like, they pay me for eight hours. I'm here for eight <laughs> hours. Yeah, yeah. Unlike Stabler, who like definitely brings his work home. Finn is like Stanley from The Office, where it's like 5.01. The office yeah. is on fire, and he's walking out. Yeah, it's it's that is Finn. Except if there's overtime, in which case he's like, I'll cash that paycheck all day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Stabler, Stabler like catches, right? And gives her this look like, who would want to R you? Well, here's my question. Where is Liv in this? Well, in the room, I don't know, but she is in this episode. I'm not sure if you Well, no, 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 I know that, but like, you know, they're a, her. they're a partner team, so you sure. figure they would both be Everybody poops, know. Matt. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thanks, Aviv. Is that how that works? Yeah, I, she was just like squeezing off one. Okay, but that's, that's that's fair. I'm just saying it's they're odd choices whenever they're made in the, in these contexts. But yes, fair enough. So okay. Stabler sits her down and is like, all right, tell me what's up. She's like, well, I wasn't raped. It was my daughter. And Stabler's like, okay, like, how how do you know she was raped? And she's like, oh, well, she she has, like, she had an upset She's throwing stomach. up, yeah. Yeah, so I took her to the doctor. The doctor said that she's pregnant. Stabler's like, okay, all, all good signs in terms of... <laughs> I'll bite. Like, that's... That sounds like a rape may have occurred. How old's your daughter? She's like 22. And Saber like kind of stops writing. He's like, uh, how do I explain this? So, yeah, so, so she's of legal age. So, uh, yeah. you know, yep. is it possible that perhaps she just had sex with someone? And she's like, <laughs> follow me, detective. Yeah. Oh, you're going to want to see this. 
Yeah, he, so he's like, I mean, obviously for dramatic effect, we do it this way in terms of the reveal. Oh, the reveal is so silly. She's like, she's got her back, to, she's like on the bench and has her back turned and like her hair is obscuring her face. Yeah, and what, by the way, what does she like have in her hand? I think that she's like eating some sort of carcass. That's like the position that she's in. <laughs> No, it looks He's like... not saying that all people with Down syndrome eat raw wildebeest carcasses. I'm just saying I... she may have been doing that. See, to me, it looked like she was holding something in her hand that looked like she was doing like uh, like needlepoint work, where you like, like, <laughs> hit the thing where it. We went you, like, we went different places with that. Yeah, well, either it looked like it was like a big map. It was like is she is she planning a trip? I don't understand what's she happening. She was just looking at a map. Like that she had with her, not like something that was like a decorative map that was on the wall. Like, no, 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 she keeps this map of fuck knows where on her person at all times. So she, you know, someday when she takes that trip to Nepal, she'll know how to get around or something. Yeah, dude. They get, you know, people with special needs, like, obsess over things. Maybe she's like, maybe she's planning her route to the hospital. I mean, I think we should get this joke out of the way since the last time. It's like, uh, are we going to make the uh, retarded people often don't know that they're retarded? Nope, I'm going to do an entirely different joke this time. It's coming okay, up. Because I, that I, is still one of the taken, best worst lines of the, the show that we have reviewed so far. It's taken all of me not to, to not to blow the joke already in the first okay, like so anyway, minutes. so so she like turns her head and, and she, she has Down is, syndrome. And she's like smiling. She seems happy, whatever like that. And she has Down syndrome. And Stabler's like, Stabler's hi, nice face. to meet you, Katie. Stabler's face, though. He says, hi, nice to meet you, Katie. And then his his eyeballs just scream at the top of their lungs. Yeah, I wrote down like, and this is the point in time where Stabler's head explodes from a combination of rage and confusion. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not like, being able to It's comprehend. rage, but it's also like... Why did I have to say I was catching? Why the fuck? I well, had to I'm open my big fucking mouth. Yeah, it's like I could have just tried to sneak away. Uh, and that is going to bring us into our opening credits. There is no wisecrack, but Aviv, something tells me that you oh, have yeah. a wisecrack. Um, yeah. Not, uh, I don't know Listeners, who should say so this. just you know, direct all, don't, please don't direct the, the hate tweets to at SVU Podcast, please just do that to Aviv's personal account yeah, sure. at Rainbow Calrissian. Uh-huh. My my Twitter is at Real Donald J. Trump. Oh, do that. That'll really throw him for a loop. <laughs> Why'd Trump you say that thing? <laughs> sadly, fucking sadly, whatever it is you're about to say. He said it already. Yeah, I know. Like, um, it would not be all that far outside the realm of possibility that Trump would have said something equally as bad or that exact statement that I feel you are about to make. So, okay, this is this is what happened in my head, and and I I need to I need to I need to reiterate that I've had a weird day, <laughs> just a, just a doozy of a day. So so okay, he like looks like so we so we land on Stabler's face. That's the last shot of the. <laughs> of the um teaser and i just wanted munch to pop in with like groucho marx glasses and a mustache and be like this episode really puts special in special victims unit i mean that that's a oh <laughs> uh, i put special in special <laughs> victims unit now I understand why, at the moment, apparently, whatever you thought of that, you were like, I thought of a wisecrack, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. You, like, in real time, thought of it, realized how much of a piece of a shit you are for thinking it. Correct. And then, and then immediately came clean and told me... I'm going to hell. Here we go. I, just, <laughs> I mean... The... <laughs> 
Yeah, right? I, no, the visual of, of Munch in the Groucho Marx getup is really what's getting me on on this. And, like, talking like the... the <laughs> I've heard of special victims, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's... The problem of Eve is that it's maybe a little too on the nose. You gotta... <laughs> You, you gotta, you gotta do a little more subtle. <laughs> gotta be a little subtle. Well, what if, or what if, what if Stabler was just like, "Oh, ma'am, this isn't the kind of special victims that we're talking about." It's, it's basically it's the same joke. You're same just, joke, but it'll just taking it a little bit off the nose. I mean, <laughs> that's the that's the one joke. That's all I got. I guess here's the question: in in this universe, is it possible that? That the mom is actually confused. That she missed. That she missed it. Mixed it up. Yes, it is possible. That special because like, oh, later it's, we it's... find out that there's a state office of mental retardation. No, no, no. I meant like whenever she's like, I have to report a crime. I've got to go to special victims unit because right. my daughter's special needs. Yeah, yeah. No, I. So I'm, they I'm... they deal specifically, maybe. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. But later on, Munch says that he got off the phone with a state office of mental retardation, which I didn't know was a thing. But like, so. It 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 serves to it logically tracks that like if there's one if if there's a state office of mental retardation there might be like <laughs> the police force that deals with crimes against people with special needs. I I mean sure. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean it's all stretched, but it's all this, it's all stretched in order to make this joke work. I'm there. I'm I'm here for it. I mean, you're so, the one that said the joke, so there you go, Aviv. So we come back from our theme and our commercial, and Olivia has gotten out of the shitter and is interviewing <laughs> and is interviewing Katie Tolliver about, like, what happened to her, and she's like, hello, Katie, my name is Olivia, and I wrote yeah, down, it's, she's it's, retarded, not deaf, Olivia. Yeah, I was gonna say, this. it's, it's uh, mildly patronizing. Yeah. And Mildly. luckily, this is kind of the only scene that that happens. It's, like, no one else really talks to her like that. Uh, they do a little bit, but not as bad. Yeah. Uh, a little. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think at certain points they do. Specifically when they're, like, asking her to describe, like, what sex is. Oh, that's the best. And, that's so good. Show us and, on Alex Cabot where they touched you. I, yeah, that was, it was like... Oh, I mean, don't they normally reserve that for, like, a doll or something? Yeah. And Wong is... So we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But Wong is just like, all right, Alex, stand up. All right, Alex, Katie. Point to, point on Alex. <laughs> and Alex gives a look like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are you this doing is, here, Wong? This is some, like, r- creepy love play with with Wong. It's good. This is... This- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's, let's get real weird anyway. with this episode. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so, so Liv is talking to, to Katie. And by the way, whoever this actress is that plays Katie is fucking fantastic. Yeah, she's great. Her name is Andrea or Andrea Faye Friedman. And she's been in um, a bunch of a bunch of shows she was on family guy um and er seventh heaven walker texas ranger god i want to do a crossover with walker walker texas ranger. <laughs> uh touched by an angel baywatch and she was on nine episodes of life goes on which is like a soap i guess sure anyway yeah so she's she's been acting for since 1992 too and yeah. she is absolutely killing it so hats yeah. off to her delivering a very solid performance and must be noted actually has down syndrome the reason that we say this folks is because we're going to get into this in a later scene whenever we meet um uh katie's her boyfriend friend, yeah danny uh, yeah danny who is 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 played by a uh, famed actor james, james badge dale who is is not special needs at all and proving, I find proving that, once and for all you never go full retard. Oh, it's, I mean it was inevitable that someone was going to have to make that joke. Yeah, he it's, definitely goes Oh man. Anyway, thus so, explains his Oscar dearth. Yeah. That that and among other things. Um <laughs> so that and his lack of a Oscar winning Roles. Or the performances. Um, so while Olivia is talking to Katie, uh, Stabler is talking to Katie's mom, uh, Rebecca, and he's like, "Has anyone showed any like undue interest in Katie?" And I like got a little offended on Katie's behalf because I'm like, "Oh, so no one's allowed to be attracted to Katie?" And then, <laughs> then uh, Rebecca's like, "She is the mind of a child." So I don't know. And I was like, "Okay, I get it. I get it now. I'm there." You're you're walking a dangerous line. I mean, we're gonna get into some. I, I have a feeling we're gonna get into some very interesting. Uh, yeah, well, they, they existential, they, like kind of philosophical questions right. later and, on, and they in try this to episode. thread that needle, and I think do like a relatively good job. But like, I think that they yeah they really do a pretty they they are very respectful. Yeah, not as tone deaf that as are, that yeah. have disabilities, uh, both mental and physical. As we meet someone later who has a who is in a wheelchair, and yeah. they, you know, like they they deal with this very well. <laughs> not like far when better, not far like better when Finn than you tried I, to steal someone's wheelchair that time. Yeah, like far better than we are likely going to handle the subject matter on this podcast. Oh yeah, I got a lot of jokes queued up. Oh. It's no, but um, going, but but for fuck's sake, going to hell on this one. This was this was a real question of mine. Is like, okay, she has Down syndrome clearly, but that doesn't mean that she is not, you know, worthy of love. And we and no, absolutely this, not. And absolutely this is not. before. And this is before I we meet the boyfriend. So that kind of answers my question. Um, and so then we're what back. Was, isn't there a movie about like two people? It was like I think it had a I am Sam. In it? Oh yeah, no. the other sister. Both just going, just going full retard in that movie. Yeah, and like they have it's like it's a cute little like love story thing. Oh, by the way, um, I want to bring something. Well, I'll bring it up later. Never mind. Um, also, we should probably try to refrain from this is the, using the word yep. retard. The yep. hard R. Hard R. Capital R. Yeah, like, uh, 
let's go with the special needs or mentally challenged. Special needs, disabled, mentally challenged, differently abled. Um, and so, the, yeah, this this so this does become a good time to bring up the thing that I wanted to talk about, which was two seasons less than two seasons ago. Like everyone was just throwing that word around as though it were the proper term, right? I mean, I think like by like textbook. If you like Webster's dictionary defines yeah. Webster's like, dictionary defines retard as well, no, and, but you know what I'm saying. We're like I think like in that yeah. sure. Well, it may technically be the correct word, but there's like a real. But they were not. Kinda, they were not as sensitive to it in season one when Skoda said that line that we always quote, which is retarded question mark. Yeah, retarded people don't know that they're retarded. Uh, yeah, retarded <laughs> question mark. <laughs> That was um, literally what it was. He wrote retarded question mark and put it on a on a post-it note and put it like on top of a report. So um so there's this thing called derogatory drift, which I think I had mentioned in a previous podcast, which is so the the word used to be moron or imbecile, and that became an insulting term. And so they they being the sort of scientific community came up with the term retard or retarded to be better than moron or imbecile and then that quickly got repurposed into being very hurtful and so there's this thing called derogatory drift where like the word takes on kind of the baggage of an epithet the more it is in society which is like fucked up well i mean which is also kind of funny when you think about it because now like moron or imbecile like I think of that as like a very mild, right? It's super, yeah. Insult. So like, if we were to revert it back, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Would, don't mind her. She's a moron. Well, I mean, when we've, well, we're not gonna get into the the most prominent use of that word in recent <laughs> recent days. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. Certain. Okay. Don't worry, because it would sort of fit. But you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, if you were to call someone like a moron now, it's it's not like I don't. I, I would it's be. Not, it's about no that. longer like, clinical. Yeah. Right, I'd be like, whatever, fuck off. Like, if so, it's just like if I called someone an, an, an idiot. Yeah, like, I I never have found that. So those did used to be like actual medical terms. Right, I'm just saying it's yeah. it's kind of makes you wonder what the next word or phrase is going to be. I don't know, man. So uh, okay, then we cut back into Olivia talking to Katie, and Olivia is like very easily manipulating Katie into talking about sex. So like. She's like, Katie, let's talk about sex. And Katie's like, I don't want it. And Olivia's like, come on, we're just girls. And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, I talked to your mom. Your mom said it was okay. I'm like, man, Olivia, use your powers for good. I mean, she's trying. She's trying to find the person that raped I just, her. I know. I just don't like how easily Olivia it's, like it's, lies I know. and manipulates her. And but she's got this like kind of like shit eating grin on her face when she's yeah. doing it too, where it's just like, oh man, like I get it, but at the same time, don't oh, do that. Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's re- this episode was really tough in terms of. Like, I agree. Really like challenging like how okay we feel about any the world, just, just life, policing tactics, like all sorts of different shit. Come um, on, man. But anyway, so Liv is inquiring. Basically, if if Katie even knows what sex is, and she, she which indicates... I found to be like mildly offensive, it's like why would you assume that this person doesn't know? Just because they're mentally challenged does not mean that they don't they they are incapable of understanding anything. Like you, 
Yeah, and I, I mean, think... she's a 22 year old person. Even I mean, these days, especially, it's like a 22 year old. You got the internet. Yeah, access to the internet. Like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. Um, I agree with that. I think also the also, you um, live in New York fucking city. This that city is grimy as fuck. Like, I'm sure you've walked by an Aaron porn store at one point in time or another and could you know kind of figure it the fuck out. I, I also think that that has more to do with her mother's. Um, Oh, how do you... What Controlling you, nature yeah, and, like, helicoptering, I yeah. But I mean, they don't know I'm that saying, at this time. They're just... Sure. She's just sure. saying All I'm shit. saying is, if there was the one episode where the dude sells, like, New York City novelty souvenirs and has a porn Still section... Still my favorite thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure... I hit him with so Lady Liberty over here. I'm just saying, when, when tourist trap shops are also selling porn mags... It's it's it doesn't paint a great God picture. God bless America. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I was mildly offended when that was the assumption, and then we find out that actually, indeed, she does not know what sex is, or she, spoiler alert, does not know it by. Yeah, she the thinks name sex. she thinks sex is kissing, right? She like and like holding hands. So yeah. she thinks like sex is basically 1950s courting. Which like makes sense if she if she like her mom says has the mind of a child like when you were six years old you know I just thought adults held hands and kissed sometimes. Sure, I mean that's that's fa- I, yeah. that is fair, but I think it's also not uh, as we come to find out later. It's like I it's, it's not that she was incapable of understanding. Right, it's, it's that, that she was, she was given the opportunity. sheltered. I agree. Yeah. Um, so the, and I think uh, that's just a dangerous thing to set up on. I totally agree. Show. I totally agree. Um, so they they take her to get an exam, and the doctor is like, "Oh, she has had sex repeatedly," which I don't know how you can tell that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is it like reading the rings on a tree or uh, something? I I mean, imagine during a vaginal exam, you could probably figure that out somehow i mean these they're scientists whatever man. they're doctors yeah. i don't fucking know so th- they also say that she has an iq of 55 um so now we're we go down to the um to like there's like a, a it's basically it's this is evergreen it's like an it's like an adult daycare center oh god and this fucking eric stoltz and looking motherfucker and mind you it's not the white house it's blue it's blue the guy's blonde an adult blonde male that looks like Craig Kilborn, and I'm like, you did it, you motherfucker. You P- I See, knew I didn't it was have that you, reaction. you piece of shit. I did not have that reaction. I should have maybe had that reaction, but alas, I did not. So they're talking. So we're getting like, um, we're panning across the room, and all the um, other people that are there that are mentally challenged are sitting there, and they're like boxing up stuff, which I don't really know what they're doing. I thought that they were like, doing like arts and crafts. Well, I don't know, because there's, like, someone's, like, wrapping stuff in, like, bubble wrap and putting it in a box. So I was like, I don't really understand what this activity is that they're doing, but okay, fine. Um, sure, they're having fun, I guess. Let's uh, let's go with that. Uh, and Hey, I like bubble wrap, too. It's not just for the, people with IQs above 70. Below the, uh, 70. The, Fuck, I fucked that up. Yeah, you did. Um, so the, the Eric Stoltz-looking motherfucker, he is basically given the rundown of what goes on at the, at the center. And he's like, look, we have... You know, activities, we have classes, we try to teach um, the people that come here how to, you know, live independently as much as, you know, they, they possibly can. We have, like, uh, I think they said, like, they like outside employment um, placement 
or and, like referrals. And that he also mentions that maybe not this exact moment, but in general, he mentions that they have dating and sex ed classes. No, that's at this point where they're oh, given the, it the is, rundown. It is because because Benson and Stabler are given are telling him the reason that they're there is because that's right. She was raped. And and so he was like, well, no, we have a sex ed class, we have a dating class, so it's like it's not anyone from yeah. here that is responsible for this because like we we specifically teach this. Yeah. To and and here's also where we learn that she has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend's name is Danny Jordan, and I cannot yeah. wait to talk to you about Danny Jordan. So let's let's talk about Danny. So do we meet Danny Jordan uh-huh. right now? Yes, we or do. Is this, or do they go to the, nope. the grocery store first? They, well, no, we meet Danny Jordan. Okay, so Danny Jordan is played by none other than James Badgedale from uh, Twenty Four, Iron Man from Three, Rubicon, Iron Man, 3. World War Z, The Departed, Shame, um, Thirteen Hours, Speaking. Stretch. Yeah. Oh, he's in Stretch. Cool. Uh, so this, this the Lone dude Ranger has been flight. This dude's been the around. gray. He... Oh, I forgot he was in the gray. Uh, oh, yeah. What else we got? Anyway, like I, I really like James Badgedale, and then this episode happened, Woo! and now I'm I'm conflicted. So he's got like a really bad scraggly mustache thing going on there which he is not pulling off no and he's and his hair is like straightened and dyed brown um when he's like yeah kind of dirty blonde oh he's also he was also in the 1990 movie version of lord of the flies as badget dale he played simon interesting yeah weird I guess I guess he wasn't getting enough work with Badget Dale as his name, so he's like, "Let's." Yeah. Uh, you want to hire Badget Dale for this role? I don't know whether that's a boy or a girl or a badger <laughs> or. <laughs> Confusion happened. He was getting cast in all sorts of roles that he didn't want. It so was... yeah, James Badge Dale, holy shit, is not pulling off the mustache and is also not pulling off like being someone who being is, someone uh, mentally who is handicapped? Mentally, mentally handicapped, and so. Okay. So did so. Correct me if I'm wrong. And and you being out there in Hollywood, you you can probably um, can't wait. You probably have more insight about this. But at a certain point in time, I don't know if this was the Screen Actors Guild or someone. But didn't they make like pass a rule that like if you're going to depict someone who's mentally handicapped on screen, it has to be someone that's actually mentally no, handicapped. So I think it was like basically after I am Sam yeah, or like maybe there's just, no rule just... but I am Sam started a precedent which was that Sam played by Sean Penn was not mentally handicapped but every other mentally handicapped person in that every other mentally handicapped character in that movie was played by a mentally handicapped person uh, and by the way if I'm using the term mentally handicapped in, in like if, if that is not the proper term like actually do hit me up on Twitter because I don't want to be a dick to people and and it is pure pure ignorance um so yeah uh, the, it just set a precedent i don't think that there is any rule but you're gonna get pushback from certain groups advocates yeah advocates of which andrea is one of like she, she which would make sense because she's She's a fantastic actress. She's a fantastic as, actor. As demonstrated yeah. in this episode, and she and she is proving that um, that clearly people with mental handicaps can still perform whatever they need, however they need to yeah. perform. Can act and not just in a. It's unfortunate in this 
role that it's like she's basically defined by her handicap the fact that she has yeah that she yeah. has down syndrome as opposed to like she could have just been she has a, a regular person she has a lot to, to she has a lot to say about her uh time on family guy she was she was in an episode of family guy and like some some sort of pearl clutching liberal of which i am one um said like <laughs> oh how sad it is that they're exploiting this poor girl with down syndrome uh, like she said this on Twitter, and and Andrea fired back like, "No, I had fun. This is you know, mentally, you know, people with handicaps can laugh too." Yeah, um, we could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, yeah, and and this is might be the last the last time I, I'll say. I probably will be the last time I'll say it this episode. But the classic evergreen line from Tropic Thunder as. As Sergeant Lincoln Osiris says, you never go full retard. Uh, yeah, that will certainly not be the last time you say this. So James James Badgedale <laughs> is. Let's let's be honest. Uh, James this episode. Badgedale, this episode. This episode. This episode. He he is one hundred percent committed. Not pulling this off, but he's committed. He's trying so hard. That poor man. I mean, he. I'll give you that. He does. He doesn't seem like he's phoning it in. No. It's just not. Working. No, it's not working at all, especially compared to someone who is who is actually actually has who actually has Down syndrome. Correct, and like it's basically is, like is watching, nailing it. It's yeah, it's basically. Well, I mean, she doesn't have to nail it because she she has Down syndrome, so she doesn't have to act like she has Down that's syndrome. That's true. That's true. But is Down syndrome. is just nailing her performance in general. Yes, no, I'll give you that, but it's like I, I don't think she is. There's much effort necessarily required for her to just to pick someone who has Down just syndrome. Be yourself. She just has Down syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Just we'll roll the camera and say the lines. I mean, this is basically it's like it's like watching Spotlight and Rachel McAdams trying to hit the Boston accent. Oh yeah, she's like talking no. to like her like grandmother who's actually like fucking from it was, like Southie. You know what I noticed? It was actually in the movie Black Mass does the same thing. Is like Johnny Depp when Johnny Depp is talking to a bunch of other actors who are faking Boston accents. I'm like, oh, this is kind. Of, this kind of- step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus kind of passes and then he meets someone who's actually from somerville who's actually got the accent and i'm like oh no she just ate your lunch dude like you can't pull this off at all so like i know exactly what you're talking about from a different yeah, movie whatever Whatever lunch money was in uh, their respective pockets is now in the other person's pocket. Correct, correct. Um, yeah. Yep. 
And so then they go to the grocery store. It's just so stark, especially when they have to act against each other. Oh, it's, it's just like it's really, really bad. Oh, you should have. I don't know. How, like if you could have done a coverage. It's even sh- something. It's even worse with um, Philadelphia accents. Yeah, because no yeah. one does it right a- anyway. It's kind of a weird. Except for Bradley Cooper. Anyway. Yeah, he, Abington's he, own. He <laughs> he may have immersed himself for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, she is she is eating his lunch in ter- on the acting front. Because um, I will I will even go so far as to say his performance is defined by his disability or or the appearance of a disability, while hers isn't. Sure, hers is defined by being a fantastic. Yeah, she's great. Actor. She's really good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's that's our bit on James Badgedale. Woo! Not sorry, off, dude. Pretending to be. I, uh, I like you. I really like Iron Man I, three. I really do too. Which is why it's it's challenging to to watch this performance on uh, on his part. So he so they're talking to him and they basically they basically accuse him of like being the dad. Yeah, because like kind of just just straight clearly, up. Clearly, yeah. That was kind of shitty, I guess, but I guess, you know, if he's the boyfriend, it makes sense. Yeah, and and, and that would be like a really easy open and shut case like, "Oh, did you have sex with her? Cool. All right, we're done here." Yeah, this there appears to have not been because this also raises the second question that I again like if this comes off as like ignorant as fuck like that's fine but like the whole argument around this whether she can consent or not right but if if she is if she has a mental disability and he also has a mental disability you know like you see where I'm going with this like if they both and the and the issue is of consent in terms of could either of them can fully consent because the argument that they try to make later is essentially like because of their their mental disability, they do not have the mental capacity to be able to consent or to, to rape, have frankly, sex or to yeah. so like you know what I'm saying. Where it's like, what would happen? It's like penalties canceling in out in a football game. Well, that, that's that's genuinely what I'm asking. Like, what would the legal case be in that? Because if if you're arguing it one way, you would you would sort of seem in my mind that you could make the same legal standard argument for being able to understand the situation and and like have the the, the mens rea to actually like commit the crime i that's I don't really know. interesting so i think next week we're gonna have a real life lawyer on our show for the last hey. last episode of the season so this is something that we should remember to ask him um about because that's fucking that's a really well, my, I mean, that's tough man. I, I may have I may have blown up my own argument or the the show may have blown up my argument here because then after he, they were like have you, did you have sex with with Katie and he was like uh no <laughs> because I he's like I took the dating class I took the sex ed class like I know like one of the rules that we or that we were taught uh, by the teacher is that we can't have especially at the center like you can't have sex with anyone who hasn't already also gone through the dating class and the sex ed class, which is great. And I actually think that, that everyone should do that. That consent should be taught to literally everyone. Uh, agreed. Um, so, I mean, that kind of blows up my argument being like, well, what if he did like what they, because obviously he just shows that he does understand that, that he yeah, has he to has have to consent in consent. order to. Yeah. So but I'm just saying devil's advocate, no, I th- but I think about, that like, that's like happen. that's a really interesting, um, you know, a really interesting question. question. Conundrum. Con- yeah, legal conundrum. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so the uh, they they go to her place of work, which is like a grocery store where she is a stock a stocker. She like stocks the shelves and stock shelves sweeps up does basically you know just yeah stalker not lower stalker level stuff and um and so they're talking to the she really just creeps all the customers out and just kind of walks around behind them um and so she uh they they ask the the uh owner owner manager Mr. Cheney I think he's the owner they yeah Mr. Cheney oh yeah he is the owner I remember what happens later he is the owner uh Mr. Cheney about like they're sort of setting him up to incriminate himself on not on the rape, but on um, like just a be- like like exploiting her. They're like, oh, oh no, but here's the, you bet you're he, paying her pennies or something. Well, but here's the the difference. Like this is why. Spoiler alert: He did it. Um, <laughs> well, because here's the reason I didn't bite on it is because like every time that it seems like uh, Munch and Finn makes any sort of like a derogatory comment or not derogatory necessarily, but like insensitive we'll say yeah yeah he he immediately jumps to their defense he smacks them down like wickedly hard being like look they make a union wage they they like there's have such a low turnover rate they work harder than most of the employees that i have that are are aren't special needs like um like goes on and on and on about this and i was like all right good for this guy i was like well i here in my ignorance i was like this is the show's attempt to like speak and and tell people like hey to learn us a people, thing or two, yeah. Right, like people that have mental disabilities are people too, and, and they tur- can function. Turns and out do it was things. just like the lady doth protest too much. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as it happened, I wrote in my notes. I was like, oh, it was just like all caps. I was like, oh my god, how did I fucking miss this? Yeah, and so uh, the wool was pulled over my eyes. He said that he fired someone for calling her an imbecile, which good for good him. Good for him, but also. Like I was saying before, it's like I don't really find that word all that offensive anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how in this context. In this context, it's not great. Yes. It's not great. No, it's it's not. But I don't think he was the person that called her an imbecile was thinking about it in the old clinical. Sure, course. but even so, like if he was like smooth move Einstein, I would have fired that motherfucker. Like it doesn't matter the words you use. I, yeah, it's like no, the intention. I, sure, sure, sure. No, I I agree. Um. So they basically, but they ask him like, Does, "Has anyone like been bothering her at the store or whatever like that?" And he was like, "Well, she came into work the other day, like crying, super very upset, upset, yeah, and said something to the effect of like some like her bus driver attacked oh, her, or, like, did yeah, did something fucked up to her, yeah." And so the bus driver's name is Ray Dunstan, and yeah, um, this fucking guy, yeah. And so yeah, he said that the bus driver did something, and that she would not have said anything typically but it had just happened and she was very upset so it was like it was probably that dunstan motherfucker um which again made sense and i also have to comment like did they have to hit the the bus drive oh the 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 short bus driver it's a fucking short bus yeah so they have to do that they get that info from danny from danny jordan danny says that he rides the regular bus but she rides the short bus i'm like yeah that's that is a I think that that's, that may have been. I don't know whether that was developed. I mean, like I don't know whether that was a thing. Clearly, it was like a thing, but I don't know whether that was a thing. It was like an insult at that. Well, no, we were alive. We were fifteen. Yeah, it was absolutely a thing at that time. That is one thousand percent. I'm walking it back. I remember like that there were plenty of short bus jokes even before this. 
I'm just saying, like, like the, every time they make like a like a statement in the in the show where it's like, hey, we're we're more or less advocating <laughs> two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, exactly. It's like for fuck's sake, SVU, come on, uh, come on. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Meanwhile, this guy, this Ray Dunstan motherfucker, he's a real. Oh, I love it! I love it. But before before we meet Ray Dunstan, um, we go to the zoo. So they they, Kate Katie agrees to be interviewed by Stabler. Well, no, 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 no. Her mom that's right, agrees that's right, that's to right, that's right. allow her to be interviewed on the condition that, that they can meet at the zoo. Yeah, and so they met. They meet at the zoo, and Katie is like watching the what like the seals, the seals right? and like laughing. And I thought of a different line from Tropic Thunder. Go for it. <laughs> Where he goes, you're just farting in bathtubs and laughing your ass off. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. That's horribly insensitive. <laughs> so, uh, so Stabler is talking to um, to Rebecca as Olivia is talking to Katie, and Stabler and Rebecca are chatting about like, oh, you know, were you gonna keep the kid? And Rebecca's like, fuck no. And Stabler mentions that he has twins, and I keep forgetting that he has twins, and so. I just said he has twins, and then he's eighteen hundred uh, kids. Yeah, he's got twins, and then he's got uh, Maureen and Kathy. Well, Kathy's his wife. Uh, Kathleen. He has Maureen, Kathleen, a boy, and I think that the boy has a twin sister. Right, I think is it four kids or is it three? Because he gets definitely a, he more than later. three. He has a kid later. God damn it, Dicky. No, Dick. Dicky like, is the in, boy. It, no, there's a well, no, okay. Then he has another. I don't know if it's Dicky Junior. Then, but like, he, there's a kid that comes in later seasons. Dicky Junior. Sunny Jim. Something like that. All right. So he's like, yeah, I've got. Tw-. And it's always. I don't know why. Whenever Stabler is talking to like parents of victims or the victims themselves, and they're always just like so shocked that like Stabler has kids. someone would fuck like, oh, you. It's like, you seem like a real piece of shit. I don't know why the fuck you have kids. Look at that vein bulging out of your forehead. Who the fuck could stand to be around you, you prick? Not Kathy for that long. Uh, Ooh, Ooh. shots fired. Um, yeah. So, meanwhile, Olivia is talking to... Oh, man. This this is where... This is where shit gets okay, And Cabot's there, too, for... Oh, yeah, reason? yeah, yeah. This is Alexandra. Yeah, um... Yes. Cabot is also there. So the girls are talking to Katie. The boy, Stabler, is... What, what is the logic behind Cabot being there now? I think she is also I building think, wasn't her like case, in a previous, maybe? Wasn't it... I mean, I, I remember... I don't know if it was before the zoo scene or if it was later, but they were like, oh, well... She was like, I need more in order to get this guy for, for rape. And they're like, why don't you just come with and talk to her? Yeah, I think I think that is what led to this. But there's all there's a whole bunch of I need more in this episode. I feel like there was numerous times where it's like, well, I need more. Well, why don't you come and talk to her again? <laughs> yeah. Because for whatever reason, this has just been like a. This was like the it takes a village episode oh, of like it takes a. Village, I have it. It takes a crime. village joke later. Do you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> um. So so okay. So meanwhile. Katie is talking to Olivia and Alex Cabot, and he's she says that Ray, the bus driver, took her necklace. 
and that he is mean and that he pinches her. And that's when I started writing nope over and over and over and over again. Just nope, 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 nope. I just like started misspelling it. It was a mess. <laughs> um, N-E-W-P? Yeah. I have a I have an N I O P E an N I O E P an N E P E an N O E space P I I was just going crazy and so Leslie nope no, yeah nope Leslie nope the fuck out of there <laughs> fuck fuck this shit I'm out um and so she she sh- Thomas had to leave he'd seen everything there was to see here <laughs> so, what the fuck is you like that, that meme? It's, it's a good meme you ever seen no. that. Oh, where it's just like it's it's like whatever it's it's a screenshot of like a Thomas the Tank Engine, and it just said like Thomas had to go. He had seen everything that needed to be seen, and it was just like when it, it's insert something crazy. It's like when you're at a party and like like there's a fight breaking out, like there's some small fire going on, and like some girl is crying about her boyfriend in the bathroom or something like that, and it's just like Thomas had to go. <laughs> he had seen everything that there needed to be seen. Um, yeah, yep. And so they're like, where did he pinch you? And she like points to her arm. And I'm like, mm, this is, mm, nope, nope, nope. And then she nope. points we're building, to like, we're building tension. her butt. And I was like, stop, stop it. Why are you pinching, just no. why are you pinching this just, girl just on her no. butt? And the answer, then she pointed the to her breast. And I was like, this, stop it. Please, this I'm begging you, stop this. <laughs> Sir, for if there is any decency in you, you need to stop this. And so they go to pick up Ray Dunstan, and as soon as the cops show up, he's like, what did I do? <laughs> he's like, what's the charge? What's the charge? Um, and Stabler's like, when a police officer tells you to shut the fuck up, you do it. And uh, and that's our commercial. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, so... Ooh. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is no good. This is a, he's a real no good, Nick. He's a real goat, no good, Nick. But what we established, by the by, is before, um, I think it's actually before they pick him up, whenever there's, uh, Katie leaves because she starts crying because she's super upset. No shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. She calls for her mom. Cabot's like, yeah, calls for her mom. Mom runs over and Cabot's like, it's still not enough for us to prove a rape case or for her to have even said that she was raped. She's like, but the, um, the, the inappropriate touching yeah, is enough to bad. get a search warrant. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So then they go to his uh, apartment, which is like real messy and a piece of shit. And he, they find the necklace that was Katie's just in like his drawer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They f- and that's what they use whenever they bring him into the interrogation room to be like, you're a real piece of Correct. shit, aren't you, sir? And he doesn't even, and Finn mentions that he doesn't even hide the necklace. He just like keeps it in a box on his dresser, which is like yeah, kind of fucked up. So... We come back from commercial, and dude Ray Dunstan is in the um, the like interrogation room, and he's like, "Which one of them retards told you that I touched them?" And I was like, "Come on, man, you are not helping yourself." And then Stabler's like, "You use that word again, I'll fucking kill we're, you. We're we're gonna have fucking problems." And which is like a, a that is a reversal from two years ago, which is like it's been two years. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. There's a lot of reversals I'm digging it. in this show. Sure, absolutely. Um, so they asked. So they asked him how they got uh, how he got the necklace, and he said it was a gift. Yeah, she's like she gave it to me, and apparently he had worked. It was like some like old folks. Yeah, home or yeah, yeah. Like, like that. an assisted and living community. Like, somehow got like a bunch of shit from the people that were in the assisted. Well, living somehow community, by like, by oh. stealing it. Right, but he also claimed that these were gifts. 
So they're like, oh, you seem to get a lot of gifts. People just like and, really like giving and you he stuff. Specific, and he's like, yeah, they do. He specifically targeted people with dementia who wouldn't remember whether they gave him a gift or not. Um, he's like, yeah, Precisely. yeah, I got this winning personality. Everyone fucking loves me. And and uh, and Stabler kicks the chair out from under him as he's sitting, which well, is my he favorite makes, fucking he says, thing. He says something else where he makes another. He calls her like a, an idiot or a moron, and he says, "Sorry, it just slipped out." Right, and then he goes to sit down, and Stapler kicks the chair out from him, so he falls down. He's like, "Yeah, you can't do that." He's like, "Ah, just slipped out." And I'm like, "I normally am not okay." Oh, I'm with super okay the, with that. The strong, yeah, it's like with the strong arming of of like witnesses and of yeah, people that are suspects. But in this case, I'm like, uh, I think I'm okay. So, with this the, and the reason that I'm okay with this one is it's not because they're trying to get any information out of him. They're just punishing him for being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, Which I'm totally cool with. I yeah, it's I like it. Just shows how weak my apparently my like, my moral, moral standing is because I was like, like I am so against it except for this one guy because fuck that guy. Um, yeah, he, fuck that guy, but also, yeah, fuck him, fuck him, right? Yeah, fuck that him. guy is by the way played by uh by a dude named Ray Fitzgerald. Who okay has only it's like so he's only has like one two three four five six seven eight credits on IMDb I believe I believe he's still alive. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So he has six credits, eight credits on IMDb, and five of them are from Law & Order. Wow, I was going to say, so he's almost an exclusive Law & Order yeah, game Yeah, he's player. a player. Um, he's also in an episode of Ed and Third Watch. And, that old chest. And he played another bus driver in a movie called Keen. Keen. Called Speed. Keen like New Hampshire. He was cut out, he was cut out of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Which would be funny. Yeah. Um, so basically, they, they're like, all right, well, we're going to get you, motherfucker. We're just going to get like your DNA, and we're going to match it to the baby. And he's like, baby, fuck, I, I had good luck. I, that ain't mine. So. Uh, I, I'm shooting blanks, motherfucker. Yeah, so he was like, yeah, I got a vasectomy, what, like two years ago or something like that. So good luck with that one. Go fuck yourself. And I, so, but they still have him on like pinching a girl's breast against her yeah, will. They don't really ever say what they do. They to don't, yeah, they don't run like that they, down. So it's that, that's which really in this, I mean, I, and we'll get into it at the end, but like I've got, I've got some beef with the end. Uh, yeah, me too. Kind, well, kind of. Um, so, right, so they maybe get him on sexual assault, maybe not, but he's, he's out of it, he's, it's not him, he did get that vasectomy, and so... Yeah, they got his medical records that verified that, now here's, I will say this, technically, technically, allegedly, you, you can get a vasectomy, and still but until, well, until you, because once you get a vasectomy, like, you still have to, like, basically, like, clear the backlog of, like, whatever you have in your system, (laughs) So until you go, random access I think it was, sperm. 
Well, no, 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 because there's oh, fuck. Who was it? I think it was uh, it was a it was a football player like uh, Anthony Rogers Cromarty. I think like he had a vasectomy because he already has like ten kids, and then he got his wife pregnant because apparently like he never went back to the doctor get, to get like the official like okay you're all oh so you have, like you have a zero the sperm next count. day. Well, I don't know if it was the next. I mean, I don't know what the timing was, but like he never. I guess he never went back to get like the the confirmation that like yay you're good. So. How much of a bitch is that? You're like, all right, I'm going to go get a vasectomy oh, so I don't God, have any more kids. So and then you fucking... So technically, if he had a vasectomy, yeah, but he... albeit two years ago, and had not I'm had sex not jerked or off. George jerked off for two years, it is still possible that he could impregnate someone. Yeah, I don't think that that's the case because clearly Ray Dunstan fucks. <laughs> Uh, he's an animal. Our he's listeners, a uh, Lily, get 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 right on a Ray Dunstan fucks shirt, and we'll sell that on our <laughs> on our Twitter. Uh, so they go to the squad room, and Ray Dunstan just crushes so much ass, crushes crushes guts. <laughs> um. So Ray Dunstan lives in Miami in the winter. <laughs> oh God. Um, so they go into the squad room and this is where I had mentioned this before where, where, um, frequents a strip club called fucks (laughs) and he's got a fucking punch card. The 10th one's free. Um, so this, I had previously mentioned this, that Munch comes in. He's like, I just got off the phone with the state office of mental retardation, which I don't think is a thing. And, uh, I, I don't think it's a thing. I think that it, it's called if there if it it's is not called it's that called something different. It's not called yeah, it's that. Certainly not called not that. Not Sumer. Nope. 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 Um, and so he said that there was a complaint filed by a dude named. Well, they don't know who filed the complaint. It was anonymous, but they think it's this dude Joe Parker. Complaint filed against the living community that um, that Katie goes to every day, or like the care filed by Ray Dunstan because there wasn't enough fucking. Fuck. Yeah, uh, f- filed by who they think this dude was Joe Parker because that guy quit literally five minutes after he made that call. Yeah, uh, which really it's like really, buddy. Like, <laughs> not maybe leave a little bit of time if you're trying to make it anonymous. Not inconspicuous. So back to, but no. they go to talk to Joe Parker, and he said that he made the call because after some after some prodding, he said that he made the call because there was some inappropriate behavior happening there between Scott Lucas, who is the the guy who looks like Eric Stoltz, who I was saying definitely did it. And yeah, the head of the the director of the correct, set. and that he impregnated uh, a a patient or like a a client there. A patient? No, it's a person. <laughs> Patients are people too, Matt. Well, no, it's it's not a yeah. Cl- know, a cli- uh, they refer to them as clients. Client? Yeah. yeah, okay, client. Um, yes, and so they I fuck. I was like, I knew it was Scott Lucas, that piece of shit. And so they go back <laughs> to talk to Scott Lucas, and he's like, No, no, you've got it all wrong. Another one of our clients impregnated another one of our clients, and that's why we have the sex ed class. And I was like, "Was it Danny?" Yeah, I was gonna say he was like, "Yeah, we we instituted it immediately after this happened." He was like, "And like, I took a DNA test. It wasn't me. The case was cleared. I didn't bother bringing it up before because I know it looks bad. So fuck yeah, it." Yeah, and I think that this also might answer your question before of like, if two people who can't can can't legally consent have sex like 
is there is that is there a crime there? Well, I'm saying I guess I'm saying like if one would were, were to all of a sudden like press like if they both if they have sex and then it's consensual or whatever like that then fine like then no one no one's gonna say anything it's like oh but I'm saying if one of them decides to turn around and accuse the other one of raping yeah. them. I'm I'm saying in that scenario, how does that work? Yeah, or would that? I work? don't know. That's the question. But it, yeah, because in the case of what what he's saying, the the Eric Stoltz motherfucker is saying is basically yeah, it was it was two consenting adults that you know no no one really seemed to be all that upset about it. Yeah, I mean they they I mean they were obviously because someone called in the complaint, but like legally it didn't like. They didn't get into the fact that anyone was investigated or, or brought to trial or anything like that. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm if if the guy made the call because he thought that like the director was having sex with the clients. Yeah, that's wrong. But if it was just like two of the clients having sex, it's like I that's think he fine. I think he thought that the director was having sex with the clients because he he named Scott like he genuinely yeah he genuinely thought that was happening yeah. even though. Wasn't the case. Um, and the, and here comes the scene where which okay, but here before we <laughs> let, let's if if we could just like drill down on this a little bit sure. more, like the guy that called in the anonymous tip, like everyone in this episode, like they they are just dead set convinced that like these these are adults that have mental disabilities, so like they ha- and even the Stoltz guy says it where he's like, you know, they're adults, they have hormones and stuff, right. Like, and this was kind of my so question. Why is it so beyond people's grasp that, like, these these people, like, they will, if they want to have sex, like, even if they're not educated about it, like, even if a human being is not educated about sex, like, you just, there's something, like, evolutionally, evolutionarily, like, you just, you kind of. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a primary drive, for sure. Figure it the fuck out. So why is it so shocking to them that, like, two of the clients had sex? I, yeah. Or, like, that, that wasn't the first thing that they thought, like. Well, maybe this guy was full of shit. Maybe two of the clients just had sex because you know. I I, th- I and I think that that kind of um set that that speaks to my question from the beginning, which is like just because she is handicapped, does that make her like unworthy of love or having sex? Like this is that moment in that I was kind of asking asking myself about when I was watching the episode originally. Like the f- well, I mean, I just think it's—I I just find it interesting because I think they even specifically call it out. Either Benson or Stable calls it out earlier, where it's like, "Oh, she's pregnant. Is it possible? Is it a possibility that it's consensual? The boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, the boy? Yeah, the boyfriend. Um, like they call that out specifically a couple but times. They still act shocked later. A couple times. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. It just kind of. And so I, I get that they're detect- They have to follow it up, but like I don't know. It just everyone just seems so like shocked and or just like weirded out by the concept. Yeah, that, which is like a little. That's I, a little it, weird. Right, it's a little. It's not great. Uh, not sh- yeah, it's a, not shamey, but it's it's not a good look. No, it's not a good look for them. Um, so then they talk to Alex and Olivia. Talk to Katie again, and they and they. This is the like. Show, oh no, I'm sorry. It's not Olivia. It's Alex and Wong. Talk to Katie again, and Wong's like, "Oh, do you do you have sex with?" Oh, he's like, uh, you know, what do you do with Danny? And she's like, oh, we touch and we kiss and we hold hands and blah blah blah. And yeah, this is one of the points where it's like they they Wong talks to her 
in such a way where I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. You're, a, you're a psychiatrist. I kind of like, give on. him a pass because he talks to everyone like that. He well, talks to okay, everyone like they're idiots, but I, I know, I definitely know what you mean. Um, and so Katie co- comes straight out and says, Danny is the father of my child. And Wong's like, how did Danny give you, how did Danny make you pregnant? And she says, yeah, there's actually a really good moment where like, he like kind of waits. A I love and, it. Like kind of processes like where he's like, I love it. Okay. I, all right, fine. Let's, let's run yeah. this down. Let's see if this is actually true. How do we let's talk? Yeah. This. And so he says, how did Danny make you pregnant? And she said, kissing stupid. Your friend doesn't know anything. Which I thought was Yeah, funny. I thought that was great. Um, and then we have our our big, this is like a big fucked up sad moment of Rebecca insisting that Katie have an abortion because... Well, we totally, no, no, we blew past the part where... Wong's like, can you show us on the doll? Oh, and by the I, doll, I mean Alexandra Cabot, where, where, where you guys where, touch. Yeah, and she holds Alex's hand. And I was like, this is going to get like real weird. This is, gonna, this is about to get second. steamy. Uh, right? And then it, it didn't turn out. Well, that maybe not for you. Um, so, oh. oh, yeah. So Rebecca says that she's got to have an abortion and... This is the this is the most heartbreaking part is that Katie's like oh, why can't yeah, this... I have my baby and she like really wants to be a mom partially because like it's her right I mean she's not saying like it's my right but like partially because like it's a it's your right as a human to be able to procreate and the other part is like she definitely doesn't understand the amount of work that it would take to take to take care of like any I baby mean... It's it's it was fucking very sad. It, it was really really difficult. And we to and watch. we keep talking about what a great actor uh, Andrea. What? F- f- oh God, I keep forgetting her name. Andrea F. Um, Andrea Friedman is. And this is the scene that really does it for me. Is she is so in the moment and and she really. She she this and later when she's on the stage. yes yeah, yeah yeah which is basically it's two sides of the same coin like sure. the performance like a, you're you're tapping into the same oh, emotional well exactly but like like just because she's like screaming it and it's just like ah oh, for fuck's sake no what do you know right and that is our so this our commercial. is this is where okay so since the, I think this is probably a good time to get into the the inevitable debate of of the episode which is like should I, someone I don't know. who has a mental disability have the ability to have a child because like you said like it's every like human ask, being's god given asterisk if if it is if it is um clear that she will have difficulty raising the child on her own Right, because if sure. she's totally high functioning and she can do whatever the fuck she wants, like then she can do whatever the fuck she wants. But it's clear that Katie needs assistance herself, and especially if the baby is born with Down syndrome, which is it is said that it has a fifty fifty chance. Fifty fifty. That yeah. um that that the child will have Down syndrome. Right, as well. and that she's gonna have some serious issues, some serious trouble raising the child. I mean, it's 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 the the fucking debate that they have in this episode. It's like I can genuinely see both sides exactly. of the argument, me and it's too. like it's difficult to come down on because like me being like the the just much more practical. Like I never like to like commit to doing something unless I know for a fact that I can actually do it. Not like oh, I'll sure. figure it out later. It's like no 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 no. Like I know I can 
do this or I can't. And if I if I can't, I'm either going to do a million hours worth of practice and research till I know that I can pull something off, or like I I, I don't just like throw myself into shit. Like that's just not how I function. I, so like something like this. I, but I mean, there's no, you can't like practice with a child. I mean, I guess you can read all the baby books and shit like yeah. that, but that doesn't necessarily. <clears throat> so, like, well, you, I, you, I just, so I, you can I practice with the child, but that just ins- ensures that it's going to get fucked up, right? Like, like, it's not, a child is not practice. Right. Like, you just got to, you just got to do it. Well, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, but like, rote things, like, you can learn how to like properly feed a child. Yes. Not like ra- you can learn how to keep it alive, not necessarily raise you can it. care for it. Yeah, I agree. Correct. That's that's the like there's rote it's stuff so that you can tough. do. Like you can I don't know. Like it's this episode like I again, so like the, me being the horror like the complete pragmatist being like no, this would make no sense. It would be extremely difficult for the the parents. It would be extraordinarily difficult on the child. But you know, that's me just being like horribly practical. But then the other part of it's like, well, you know, who am I to say what you can and can't do with your own yeah, fucking it's, body? I think it might be, it, it, could, it could potentially, and I think this for not people that are necessarily, I don't exclusively think it's about people that are mentally challenged, but like, I think some people shouldn't have kids because they aren't ready or will not be good at yeah, but it. Yeah, but there's a difference between, and I know you know this, but there's a difference between you thinking that they shouldn't have kids and them legally being prohibited from having kids. Correct. And that's why I'm saying like, it's I'm, so when fucking I say like, tough. I don't think that people should have kids. I'm not saying that this is exclusive to uh, those that are differently abled. I'm saying that that is exclusive to me thinking that most people are idiots and shouldn't have kids. <laughs> yeah. And generally and speaking, that's like, I'm not a big slippery slope kind of person. But um, but this one is so yeah the the eugenics the slippery the, the eugenics but... slippery slope is like you know oh we don't want people with disabilities procreating if they can't take care of kids like that is two inches away from like we don't really want black people to make more black people right exactly and so that's so why, fucking like, tough it's, it's, but I, the one thing I do like about this episode is like they do a really good job of. Not actually taking a side. Yes, and and painting like both beca- painting both as as difficult decisions. Right, like I mean, they sort of you could I guess make the argument that they do take a side because later uh, Cabot and Wong do end up taking the stand and testifying that Katie Should, can care for right. a child, like if with the proper support and everything like and that. And the mom but also the, like winds up dropping her injunction right, or whatever exactly. but right but the 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 line of questioning that the defense attorney has i agree with him i agree about, with every single Katie, thing he says right except for like right, he's so kind of an asshole they, at one moment but yes i totally agree well, i mean he's 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 kind of that he's always he's that all guy, though, but he's also gotta have to be no, 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 I get that, but I'm saying, like, that's why I'm saying, like, the, the writers did a very good job of presenting both sides of the argument and not in such a way where, like, yeah, of course, the, the defense attorney's an asshole because he's supposed to be an right. asshole. He's always an there's asshole. No, he's law and order. There's no straw man in this. Correct. Correct. So it's not like you immediately will always dismiss whatever the, the defense attorney says in any normal case because fuck that guy. Like, he's against our people. Yeah. 
So we just we don't like him generally, but like it's it's done in a different way. I totally agree. This time, but we're so we're tough. jumping a little ahead. So we come back from commercial and uh and they're they're like sort of devising a plan to take DNA from the baby to figure out who the father was. Um, and they're like, oh, we, it's called a CVS test, which is like, mm, whatever, fine. Um, and they say that. Uh, Rebecca will consent to this because it will also tell uh, tell them whether the baby has Down syndrome or not, which is like, okay, win some, you know, it's a win-win, right? Kind of, oh, maybe. That's not really a win-win, though, because... In terms of information. Well, oh, right, okay, so this is before they realize that the baby... Correct. They want yeah, to terminate yeah. the pregnancy. Like, like right, they're both okay. getting some useful information out of it. Right, yes. Um, and so then... Uh, Danny... I'm sorry, the, the, I got the test confused. Got, they were going to be running. Gotcha. Uh, then Danny and and Katie kind of disappear. They don't, like, really disappear, but they, like, go missing for a hot minute. And uh, it turns out that Danny borrowed some money from his roommate and, like, got an apartment with Katie because they're going to live together and they're going to raise the baby and they bought diapers even though she's only three months pregnant and they uh, applied at a different grocery store, which I think is so. A little bit, a little bit of backstory on me. I worked with a kid with autism for like almost two years. I was like a mentor and job coach for him. And I think that that is one of the truest things. Is that okay? If she has experience working in a grocery store, the very first thing that she's going to do is apply at another grocery store. I mean, it makes makes sense. total sense. But it's like. It's like so one to one that she like she wouldn't even entertain the idea of of doing anything else. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's all. I have. It's, yeah, it it, I, it makes sense. I the the thing with the apartment though, I don't know if they they didn't get an apartment. It was like his like parents old. Oh yeah, he already like, like had it was something. something weird because like he only had they only had two hundred bucks in cash on them. Right, right. And and so the, the Danny's roommate um says something that I thought was a like a hint, which was that if you can't he so he actually didn't even give Danny cash, he gave him his ATM card because he didn't have any cash. And so Stable was like, Oh, that's kinda Stable's like he's gonna He's going to clean you and out. he says, if you can't trust Danny, you can't trust anyone. Which I took to mean, oh my god, it was Danny. He's not actually handicapped. That's why he's being played by James Badge Dale. He's going to pull like a doofy from Scary Movie and just like <laughs> not be handicapped. And that would... He is Kaiser Sose. Oh god, that would fucking ruin my life. That's that you took that in a real. It was dark just direction. that one line, and like my like I just frantically wrote notes, and then the very next note after that like tirade is uh is the exposition of of who it really was, which was Mr. Cheney, the grocery store manager. Yes. How do we find out that it's Mr. Cheney? Um. Oh, because it's I, we'll get to it later, but she says. Some oh it was um the I think it was actually ex- in that moment because like thing? he yeah because uh, James Badge Dale like says like oh no, that's it's right not that's my right. I know exactly what baby you're about. I explained to her what sex is and she says that's not sex that's exercising and I was like oh and, no and, oh no and that's when you have like in my apartment if the, if you were filming me watching this this is like the Scorsese stretch vertigo <laughs> effect like moment Jaws. Where it's just like 
oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, it's not sexist exercise. Mr. Cheney and I exercise every day at work. Yeah. So that's three times. Ugh. And she said that it hurt and that he said that it would stop hurting, quote, when I could do it better. And I didn't watch the rest of the episode because I punched oh. a hole in the TV. Yeah, like, I damn near picked up my computer and threw it across the room at that point. Oh, that's so fucked up. Like, that... I... Holy fucking No hell. bueno. Like, what in the fucking fuck? Fuck. Yeah. And this is where all my notes went, just caps. Ca- all caps. Um, we missed a scene where... Stabler goes and talks to the mom. Basically trying yes. to convince her to allow... I think it's at this point, it's to allow them to talk to Katie again. And, or is it Cabot? Fuck. I don't, they go and talk to this woman, this poor older woman. And so a couple things I want to break down here. In the conversation that's being had, and again, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's in my notes, so chronologically, I know we passed it, but I don't recall who was speaking to her. But she broke down the fact that she's 67 years old. And we know that Katie's 22, so it means that she was 45 when she had yeah, Katie. Which, which is, is old. On the older end. Yeah. Um, but, you know, fine. Whatever. Like I'm, I'm not going to judge that. That's just uh, an observation. Secondly, she basically says, like, every problem that Katie has or that she has all stems from the fact that she decided to have a child with Down syndrome 22 years ago. As opposed to aborting it, yeah. And did not have an abortion. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean... So she's ostensibly... Could you make this any darker than it already was? Ostensibly admitting that she wishes that she had aborted Katie. Yeah, more or less. But, like... I... (sighs) This is, this, I mean, look, I know, I mean, the the way that genetic testing goes, like, there's a lot better testing today, obviously, than there was in previous years, generations, etc. So, like, if you are pregnant and, like, for example, you have a, a, you're pregnant with a child that you know has, like, Tay-Sachs or something like that, and you know the kid is going to die, like... That is, mm-hmm. or like Huntington's disease, something where like you know, without uh, die a doubt, and not live like, a not live a good life, and it'll right, be very like, painful to everybody. Right, like when you know that like it's fatal and it's gonna happen. Like, fine, then have the conversation about like, is this the right call? Like, I'm I'm a pro choice person, so like if you just don't want the, if if you aren't ready to. Have a kid, whatever, like that, like yeah. your call, but like the fact that it's so specifically called out, where it's like, well, it's it's a kid that I know is going to have uh, a genetic defect of some variety, and that's the reason why I want to, I should have aborted the child. It's like, whoa, whoa, it's all right, up. like I did. Anyone else have a reaction to this? Like, I definitely heard it. I, like I definitely, did. I was appalled at yeah. that. And again, I'm yeah. not like, a, like I'm not like a super like pro life person. Like, hey, all blah blah blah. Like, it's not it's not that. It's just the fact that we're like, it's because it, it's it not was even, laid it's so not even bare. About, it's it not just, even about the abortion debate, though. It's about her saying, if she were normal, if she were a quote unquote normal child, I wouldn't have a problem. But because she is different, I wish that I had killed her. 
basically. Which is fucked up. Because then it's just like, she's like, oh, I love my daughter. It's like, really? Because the way you're phrasing that makes it sound like you view her as nothing but just a burden A, a you. burden. You're absolutely right. Which, like, fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that there's not difficulty and hardship or whatever like that that she's facing in order to try to be a good parent. But, like, you know, either make that call or don't. But you can't make one call and then take it out on... For 22 years. Right. And, t- like, and take it out on your grandchild. Yeah, like, that's so fucked up. Like, I, like, this episode, just, I mean, just the premise of it was fucked up, but, like... <laughs> the then, darkest depths of, of I mean, bummer. They really, like, add some spin to that, like, descent into the seventh circle of hell. Like, good <laughs> they, God. They put some English on it. They really do. So, like, you're, you're throwing up on the way down. So they, um, so they talk to... Chaney, the the fucking piece of shit grocery store manager guy, and he says something about like task repetition, and that's how she learns. And I was like, bleh, bleh. yeah, they were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, oh, task re- uh, repetition is how uh, people with disabilities are able to learn and to like function in society. So I think the argument he's making is like, if you just show them how to do a specific task because of their mental capacity if you just teach them it's like rote memorization basically they will be able to perform that task over and over and over again um like stocking shelves are being short like something something to that effect um and then they're like oh so was the task so like do you always take your pants off when you're doing task rec repetition and he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> whoa 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 so, like whoa. was uh was rape part of the the task repetition and this was like the most despicable line i think of i mean in a series of despicable lines was quote people like katie can't determine reality from fantasy oh god i forgot about that that is just terrible that's it's so like, fucking really bad. really 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 they they just don't know like they wake it's like they it's what like what the fuck like they wake up like will from stranger things and like occasionally just find themselves in the upside down like oh <laughs> she's living in the upside down like what um, the fuck is that statement yeah it's so it's really 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 fucked up and and that is the sort of most ableist part of the episode and this is right? the thing i think the reason why it was oh my god that it was so infuriating was because like this guy in the opening scene literally voices was the advocate. All, yeah, was the advocate, and now he's literally doing a complete one eighty, and is like, "Oh, and by that I mean because it's convenient for him." Right, exactly. Like he completely changes his position just because he knows the screws are starting to tighten around him, and and fucking good. Fuck that guy. Oh my god! Like I was that that just. Again, like, my computer was already in pieces from throwing it across the room yeah, before, yeah. so I assembled it again and kept taking notes and then threw it again. So, so yeah. So, well, like, okay. fourth iteration of the computer being put back together <laughs> again. Went, went to the Apple store. Yeah. Got a new computer. Which so, infuriated um, to be even more because we've, we've heard my rants about Apple products. I don't know if they actually made the air. It's true. Uh, they did. Um, so <laughs> It's a real love-hate relationship. So then Cabot gets served, right? Because, oh, okay. So I want to talk because about Rebecca, this. Because Rebecca is suing to say that Katie does not have the the faculties to like make her for power of attorney, right? She's suing to say basically, that, yeah. We we did kind of glance over the fact that when they were at the abortion clinic, they were gonna have the abortion, and they're like, "Please go wait in the waiting area." Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And, and then the, the dude Scott, from the right. 
Yeah, the Eric Stoltz motherfucker shows up and he had an injunction filed against so that there could be no abortion because he believes that Katie has the right to decide whether or not she wants the child. And this is where Correct. the whole debate stems from that we were having earlier about. Which, and that definitely did not 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 support my theory that he, that he was the Correct. father. And then Cabot gets served to testify that Katie is basically mentally competent and can take care of a child. Which puts her in a bind because it if she ruins the rape case. Yeah, if she testifies that she's competent, then that means that the defense attorneys in the rape case are going to say that it was consensual sex. That I don't necessarily know why that is though, because like because I think the whole basis of the the rape case is going to be that she cannot consent because she is not mentally competent in order to consent. So by blowing that up, it opens the door for the fact that it's going to bring consent into question. And I, yeah, and I suppose that because she I think wants, it's, just, it's a slam dunk the other way around because you're like, if you're like, yeah, right. she's not mentally competent, so there's no, it's black but if and white. She just, but if she just testifies like, hey, I, I had sex with him, I didn't know what he was doing, he called it exercise, I didn't really want to do it, but I did it anyway because he told me to, like, that's still kind of a slam dunk. I mean, I think they established the fact that, like, the fact that she couldn't even describe what the hell se- She still yeah. doesn't seem able to, under- to like, grasp not what a sex great... even is. Yeah, that's not great. That's not, no. a- that's not great for the defense. But the part that kills me is, like, so Cabot's a lawyer. Uh-huh. She gets served. and it's so like, Tell me again. Yes. Well, no, but it's always, they always seem like it's, like, such a disappointment to get served. And, like, Liv literally comes running around the corner like, Alex, you're about to get served. And, like, I already got it. And she's like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> the tables have been turned on it's like, me. What What was the plan here? That you were going to go into like your underground bunker so you couldn't get served a subpoena? Yeah. Like it was going to, you know what I'm saying? Like it was going to happen one way or another. Like what? What? Yeah. How is Liv alerting to her, her to the fact that she's going to get served? What, what? I don't know. Yeah, I, she she does. And she's also like breaking a sweat as she's, she's like actually running to stop this okay. thing. What was her plan? Why does she not want to testify? Like I don't know. Because she doesn't want to be put in that position because Judith Light, her boss, uh, says, you know, you have to say that she is, you have to say that, well, yeah, and you have to make them think that she is incompetent because that's a slam dunk on the rape case. Well, I think she originally says, like, I'll make this go away. Like, I'll quash this. Oh, that's right. Well, that doesn't happen. And Cabot's like, well, I think I, no, I I have to do (laughs) this. They served me, so no. And Judith Light's like, listen, fucker, no. I told you no. Don't fucking do it. She's, and Cap is like, I'm going to do it. Judas Lice, like, well, don't, fucking... Don't fucking make the this... Fuck, what the fuck am I even, even doing in this show? Yeah. No one and, listens to me. Yeah. And so, um, so then we see Rebecca in the gar- in like a garden. I don't know what Cabot, she's doing Cabot in this garden. seems to be a little bit more rebellious under Judith Light than Stan Villani. Like, she got... She was yeah, held in contempt... True. Judith Light oh, had to yeah. come and get her. But now, for no reason. Judith, that, that Judith contempt Light was, was like, don't fucking testify. And Kevin's like, go fuck yourself and testify. Like, she's only been on the show for what? I think like six episodes at this point. <laughs> yeah. And literally half the time, Kevin's like, I'm not going to listen to my boss. Uh, Yeah, correct. Like, I wish um, I had that kind of power with my boss. Be like, no. I'm, clearly, Lisa from HR feels that what? way about me. <laughs> um, so You don't get a badge of Eve. I don't get a badge. Um, so then we see Rebecca and she's in a garden, just like in Minority Report. That's all. That's my note is like, oh, she's in a garden, like that scene in Minority Report. Um, and so they go to you the trial. You know, Eve. We got Judge Jean Shallot, classic, classic judge. Um, 
And he's so much more bald than Gene Shalit, though. Yeah, the mustache, though, and the, well, and yeah, what yes. little hair he has. <laughs> it's um, not much. Yeah. And it's a real fucked up situation. The the, the um, prosecution, the prosecuting attorney, uh, Roger Kressler, played by Ned Eisenberg, who's not Jesse Eisenberg's father, um, is like making a lot of really great points. And then Cabot's on the stand. He's like, how many children do you have, you fucking spinster? And she's like, none. None. He's well, like, so he's... how do you fucking know? But here are the points that... He so like Cabot's like look uh, we 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 went there they uh, apparently the detectives like they they served them chocolate milk and she was making soup and they bought diapers and stuff like that and he is like I hold like come the fu- hold the fuck up here they bought like, diapers six months before she's due yeah, is that like, that's a good thing it's like and you think that's a sound thing it's like by the way did you also know that like the like she was making soup fine. But, like, did you know that, like, she, like, burned an apartment building down because she tried to use the stove? Yeah, she set, she set the mom's apartment on fire. And Cab is like, I set my apartment on fire last week. So, so like, I, I was like, it was like a sassy, like, response where it's like, I set my apartment on fire last week. And I, I really wanted the response to be like, are you mentally handicapped, Miss Cabot? <laughs> yeah. You probably, that's why you don't have any kids. Oh, sick bird. Like, I wanted him to be like, hey, what is your IQ, Miss Cabot? Are you sure about that? Yeah. Um, I, it's, it would have been real snappy and completely inappropriate. But and, I, the, I take, and she even acknowledges, she's like, look, I, no, I have, I did not know that. And uh, I, I don't listen, have much of a leg to stand yada, on. Yada, yada, yada. Just give her the baby. Yeah. Um, and then and then he does the same thing with Wong, and Wong kind of holds his own a little bit better, but he's like, yeah, you know, with the right... She didn't know what sex was, but that was more because no one ever told her, not because she's, like, an idiot. If you, if you grew up and no one ever told you what sex was, you'd, you'd be weird, too. Right. Like, you would probably... Yeah, you would maybe know it by whatever the fuck else you know it by, but, like, you would probably... To my point yeah, earlier... fun like push-ups. Yeah, you'd figure it out. Like that's there's something instinctual about that. Like you would just kind of figure out how to have sex, but you wouldn't know it as sex necessarily. You would call it super fat, super happy fun time or something yeah. like that. Like, like the super terrific happy hour. Push-ups uh, I don't hate. Right. Um, and so then they then they put Katie on the stand, and and this is this is where I think he crosses the line a little bit, where he's like a little extra mean to her, but I know he has to be because that's like his job. But um, and this yeah. this is where like your your rage crying oh, and God. being like I I I have so many emotions right now yeah, so many conflicting emotions but he he really oh, he, he beats the hell out of her on this yeah thing. he re- he really he really beats her up and um this is where I said I guess I guess it really All, does take a village oh oof. in my head I just I kept thinking of. And and this is maybe not the, the fair thing, but do you remember from season one of the newsroom the episode where uh, Will is interviewing the guy that works for Santorum and he's basically and the guy is oh and he just destroys him yeah and he just he literally just like will not stop like pointing out the fact that like the person that he works for thinks that he just by doesn't have the right to live yeah is like a piece of shit that's and, the American Taliban episode uh, that's when he calls no. the geo the Tea Party the American Taliban. 
Oh, I don't remember that, but uh, I think sure. I think that that's what that scene culminates in. I really liked that show. I, I think now, if I watched it, I would. I really I liked would feel... season one of that show. I didn't watch I agree. the rest. I agree. I agree. Well, I, season I watched, one, I thought it was brilliant. I watched the rest. Season one's the best. Um, yeah. Anyway, but like, but, but in that moment, like, whenever Will is doing that, and like Emily Mortimer is in the booth, just being like, "Stop!" <laughs> Throw the and, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Well, no, she literally just says like, "Stop." hitting him like that yeah. is what i felt like in this scene where like he just keeps with just and so what question he's... after question after question and all in my head all i'm thinking is and i don't i didn't even write this down but in my head i just kept thinking like stop hitting her like yeah. you've made your fucking point like and walk what, away and his point is he asked her like do you know how to change a diaper and she's like i haven't learned that yet do you know how to feed a baby i haven't learned that yet and so he's like he's kind of beating her up over the same idea which is like she doesn't have the creative problem solving skills that if there's a problem with the baby to be able but, to I mean, to help to fix it. Look, I'm not a, a parent and the the limited time that I've spent around infants is in the capacity as, you know, as being an uncle to Cassie's nieces and nephew. Like and you know, whenever they were first born or whatever like that. But I I can say that in for those of you that listen, if there are any people that listen that are parents, like, yeah, okay, fine. You can read, you can research, you can do all of this shit about, like, here's how you properly bottle feed or breastfeed an infant. Sure, you can read up on that all you want, but, like, until you, do, like, no one really knows what the fuck they're doing until there's someone there helping you learn how to do it. Yeah. That is literally any, any learned, not behavior, but, like, any learned like, task is not the right word, but, just, like, thing that you do which is why i'm gonna say task like <laughs> you, you learn how to do it so to be like do you know how to change a diaper it's like look i i i have never had to change a diaper thankfully but like I, you could probably figure it out like whenever you look at it it's it seems to be fairly intuitive so like, the, i think it's a completely also, unfair but their 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 assessment of her is that she will not like that she doesn't have that capacity but she has the capacity enough to know that she hasn't learned it yet. Correct. Um, Which I agree. Which to me indicates that like that just, she uh, realizes where she is deficient and therefore needs to learn and has demonstrated the desire to learn. I think it's unfair for anyone to that has never done something to be held to the standard that they need to be able to like unless you're in like a survival situation where it's like I need to right. learn how to make fire or I die like. People don't. That's not how it works. I totally agree. I totally agree. But but he made his he made his point. He made his case, and it actually served the opposite uh, the opposite function, which is that Rebecca was so sort of was so distraught at this guy beating up on her daughter that she like stands up. She's like, put put a stop to this. I can't do this, and she winds up dropping the the injunction. Correct. Uh, she drops the what? What even was it? it was like what a custody? No, it wasn't a yeah, like a, thing. It was like a, it was a power of attorney thing. Some sort of legal mumbo jumbo thing. So, so they we go back to our squad room and we get the results of the CVS test, and it is that Cheney does not have Down syndrome. Well, but the first they say, oh, it's definitely Cheney. Mm. And then they say, oh, let's talk to Rebecca. Maybe she'll let us talk to. 
Katie again because we have good news for a change. And I was like, good news for a change. A grocery store manager raped your daughter. Um, <laughs> but the good news is that the child does not have Down syndrome. And it's a boy. Right. Yeah. So there's no good news in the fact that they know that it was the grocery store guy. Right. Because they've already established that she's. But here's the. I actually come to think of this. Since there was actually no judgment in this case, because the the case was dropped, the conclusions drawn that she is competent, do those still stand? I believe so, which is, I think that they're mad at Cabot for not getting it Because it's the testimony, so they can still use the testimony from the previous they can use cabbage testimony. Right. That's right. Okay, that's what it was. So that's why it's a it's a pickle because it's like, well, if the if the court didn't come down and say that she was actually competent, what the fuck difference is that? But that that just occurred Cabot to me at this moment. But yeah, and more especially Wong. That's the that, there's right. your, there's your issue. That, that's um, the issue. And so yeah, and so uh, they talk to they talk to um, Katie again, and and. They're really trying to figure something out about, like, making this rape case stick. And they asked if anyone ever saw her go do her exercise with Cheney, and she said no. And they asked if Cheney ever got mad, and she said, yeah, once when I saw her exercising, when I saw him exercising with Marianne. And I was like, who's Marianne? And then she's like, "Yeah, he exercises with Marianne, and then someone else too." Yeah, she he Marianne let me play with Julie, her baby, and like blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Oh, he's a serial. Oh, this is terrible. I broke my cap locks key. He's a serial rapist, ex- exclusively exploits people with disabilities." Okay, but here's here's where I'm gonna stop you on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna call timeout on this because they didn't do the writers didn't do a very good job of establishing that all of these people because like it is established that yes that he takes on X number of people a year that have mental that have disabilities yeah yeah that have mental disabilities but they did not establish if any of these people that he is allegedly having sex with uh, raping were mentally handicapped and the reason i bring this up is because they specifically call out the fact that several of them were underage so that's statutory rape but they yeah. do not call out the fact that they were mentally challenged which Correct. To, to the extent that Cabot was making the argument that like if they are mentally challenged they cannot give consent and therefore they they yeah i think that so the therefore, assumption but, is that they are though but my question is why would they emphasize the fact that several of them were underage and not just the fact that they were all mentally handicapped and therefore know, it's, it's a slam adding, dunk for the rape? It's 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 like all these people, you know, and I don't know. It's just adding it's it's putting a hat on a hat that's, on a hat. But that's sloppy writing though. Like I you, agree. you have your point at the end here. Like spike you the don't ball need to, here. You don't need to yeah, you don't you don't need to confuse it with something else. Um and Cheney's lawyer is so handsome. He is. He plays the hair on that episode of Thirty Rock, uh, the head and the hair. And is that uh, the dude that's uh, Benson's husband? Yes, that is. His yeah. name is Peter Herman. He's he's Mariska Hargitay's husband. There you go. Um, yeah, I saw him. I was like, I think that's the guy. And so he he offers to cut a to cut a deal of like inappropriate touching in, of one count. I think and, it was like sexual misconduct or something yeah. like that. I'm like, that sounds bad. And and Cabot's like, I was hoping you'd say that. And she produces all these pictures of like the babies that he has fathered from many different sources. 
some underage, I'm assuming some at least have to be handicapped people, and I just like the next word I wrote was that is correct. So, but here's all right. So here, here is where I have my biggest. Oh, issue. Cheney, by the way, also looks like a human snail. Very true. Um, okay, so let's 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 unpack this. <laughs> let's get let's drill the fuck down. I have a major issue with this ending. Okay, a a phenomenal, and this is gonna be me being nitpicky and. I'm sure. just fucking going with it. I'm I don't know what this. Here. I don't know what this issue is, though. So, we've established the fact that I think it's sloppy writing. The fact that they do not emphasize the fact that people that he's accused of having sex with are, are mentally all, challenged, which yeah. is what makes a slam. Because what is it? They established what is like at least four or five other people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donus and they say several of them were underage at the time. Great. So now we're. Again, in the SVU world, we're going, okay, so that's statutory rape right there. Boom, assuming it's within the statute of limitation. Great, she's got him on that. At least she's got a cooperating witness, presumably. You you can get him on that because he's not going to play ball when it comes down to uh, raping Katie because his lawyer has dug in on the fact that it was consensual and they just had sex a bunch. Totally. Now you've got your, your, call it two to three 17-year-olds or whatever the fuck, 16-year-olds, that you can get for statutory, no mention of the fact that they were or were not mentally handicapped. I think it is implied that they are mentally handicapped. No, you can't. When the whole, when the title <laughs> of the episode, when literally the title of this episode is competence, competence and they, yeah. they literally every scene is talking about how they have to establish that Katie is not competent in order to prove their rape case. You can't be flippant with that. I no. You listen, have to I, explicitly I state it. Otherwise, you. I are... would prefer that they had done that too, but I I read it as they were. That's okay. that was my personal reading. Fine. Okay. That is point number one. Point number two. Here is the series of events that happen in this like interrogation room or whatever the fuck it was. The, the office room. Yeah. It was okay. You plead to this sexual misconduct, and then. Uh, and then there you go. Like, and then we'll give you whatever the, the sentence is for that. He says, no, I'm going to take it to a jury because I can argue that it was consensual. Mm-hmm. Cabot's response in this chess match is like, I really hoped you were going to say that because here is how I'm going to nail you. Not for the rape of like five other people. What I'm going to do is, and what child, she is, child support. is make sure that you paid child support. I think... And you're going to walk on five rapes. I don't... Is that what she's saying? There is no... The blueback that she pulls out and hands to him is basically like an application for child support for all the children that she just laid out the pictures of on the table. So it's like a more of a civil suit that she... She does She does say that Katie gets 17% of all of his like grocery store chains and personal no, it's, fortune. No, it's literally every child of that gets 15% of right. that. And she's basically like, it's going to take you for everything that you own when you add up all the percentages. Yeah, so, that guy deserves to be in jail. I thought, that, I thought that that was like in addition to him going to jail. Why? Why? But here's the thing. Again, sloppy writing in the final sloppy writing in the final scene. Because if that's what you're gonna do, the counter move to that should be like, well, here's the charges for the five other rapes that I have. I agree. 
I totally agree. I, like, I didn't notice. I just assumed that they were like together because I was like, yeah, the episode's ending. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a good conclusion, and I sort of I sort of got them there in my own head. But I but here's the thing: given the fact that they basically punted on Katie's rape because of, uh, frankly, because of actions that. Cabot Cabot took, and yeah. and Wong took, which I think was the right thing to do. Like it leaves you with that feeling of like they punted on this too, but what they are gonna get is basically make sure that those kids are supported, right? Which is but like he's gonna not, walk. It's not nothing, but he also deserves to be in jail. Yeah, which is why like I have a like this. I didn't what? even like. I didn't even notice it. I like. like I, it's, it didn't it's even not, occur to me. It's not like it, they want it to be this kind of like happy ending where it's like Katie because Katie smiles and you know you know that she's gonna she's gonna have that kid and the kid's gonna have money from whatever chains of 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 grocery stores and and that's that's great she's gonna get the support for the rest of her life and blah 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 like that's great and that is like a feel good thing but what I'm also thinking is like th- this guy's a serial rapist like. This is where you be like you're going to spend the rest of your life in yeah, jail. Yeah, lock him up. And then you key. tack on the fact that you were going to pay the child support afterwards. I think that I think that what I was supposed to feel, and it did kind of, uh, it did kind of fool me into thinking that they were throwing the book at him. But now that you're sort of unpacking it, I guess you're right that like. They're not actually doing that. Literally, or, or, two senses of dialogue yeah. changes the entire ending of the show. It, it was a very easy fix that no one caught. Like, there has have been a script supervisor that, like, thought this through. And just, again, the fact that, like, you are left, like, sort of hopeless with Katie's actual case. And then, like, it doesn't leave you in a good place whenever, like, she's breaking all of this down. Like, I need to know, like, you are going to jail for... 50 fucking years for five rapes i'll cut you a deal like 10 years per rape consecutive yeah plus all this money yeah and 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 here's what you do you say like i will cut you a deal like you'll do 10 uh 10 years per rape uh in consecutive defense attorney says like that's ludicrous i want them concurrent 15 years cap says no deal i'll make it 25 and he pays 15% yeah. of his thing for the rest of these kids' lives. I think that that... that and then that you get a snappy line from him being like... Yeah, and then you get a snappy line from the fucking... The guy that did it being like... Like, you know, it's some piece of shit line, so we know he's a piece of shit being like, you you idiots, lawyer up good, or something like Like, fucking yeah. any... Literally anything. That I is... You, you give the, the audience the... Hammer of Thor dropped on the guy that they want because this is, was an emotional fucking episode. Yeah, and you you don't leave anything up to interpretation where it's like, well, I just assume that's what happened. Like, and I, and truly, that's I think that that's what they want you to assume, but they didn't. Uh, come on, clarity, people, through. clarity. It's not difficult. It's, it's not just a Jimmy World album. Hi-yo. Hey, so yeah, that is our episode. Uh, Law and Order SVU season three episode twenty two. We're end. We're we're nearing the end of season three. Now one episode left, I believe. In fact, we we'll, have one more episode. Yeah, we're gonna have a special guest. I guarantee it at some point. Um, and he's gonna be a real lawyer talking to us about real stuff. And uh, yeah, 
Um, but uh, as always, if you agree or disagree with us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle and do is... give us a shout out about the uh, our, our use of like. Oh please, yeah, yeah. What is the challenge or handicap term? I realize we've days. we've spent like you know two and a half hours using all these phrases, and if we were wrong the entire time, it's going to be even more seething. Like every feel time we like say a real it, asshole. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, we we genuinely want the feedback. Um, and so I also want to know, you know, we want to we want to always kind of better ourselves as human beings. So if we're saying something wrong, please let us know. Um, but also, like, if you just want to say hi, please let us know. We're at SVU Podcast on Twitter. And for longer stuff, hit up specialviewingunit at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, we do ask that you uh, do give us a rate and review on iTunes. We're not going to be so self serving and uh, say. Please give us a five-star review. If you think care. we deserve a five-star review, give Whatever. us a five-star review. Uh, if you do get a hold of us via Twitter or Gmail, um, we will or yeah. give us a, a rate we'll, review. We'll we correspond. will read it on the air. Um, yep. Uh, th- th- I, I also want to point out that um, I looked f- to see what B. Kogan Bing had to say about this episode, and he slash she did not write a review. He punted on this one. Yeah. He, he he, I wish that we could have done that. Yeah, it was uh, this. This was a rough one, guys. Yeah, if so, you if you couldn't tell by it was, our, uh, it was tough. It was real, real tough. Yeah. It, it's it's not taking a DNA from sample from a cat. I'll tell you that much. No, it's oh, fucking cat DNA. So tune in next week when we will be viewing and reviewing Law and Order SVU season three, episode twenty three, the enti- final episode of season three, entitled. Silence. Ooh. Silence. A murder in a church lead Benson and Stabler to an alleged cover-up involving sexual abuse by a priest. Oh, this is a Holy good one. I know this fucking episode. Shit. I mean, this is like the big guns, clearly the big guns um, dealing with like the, the kid-touching priest scandal from a la Spotlight. I would, yeah, I was gonna say, I would say for viewers that have not seen Spotlight, it is on Netflix now. Highly recommend. Um, in addition to watching the episode for, you know, next week's podcast, uh, watch Spotlight in between. Yeah, it's good. It's it's kind of a quieter movie, but it's it's very good, and it's oh, just it's a like, real it's a real shoe leather fucking. Yeah, it's it's a good. It's got a good Ruffalo performance for sure. Okay, no. No. No? The one scene, at least the one that they picked. Oh, yeah, like that's Mark not a Ruffalo great one. For Spotlight. Yeah. Like, he plays it so straightforward and just like, just like, I'm a dude, this is my job, whatever, like that. The one scene they, he that, freaks felt, out, yeah. that felt like it was so out of place in that movie, of the entire movie. And I love that movie, and I think it's fantastic, and I think it deserved all the awards and the accreditation that it got was that fucking scene. That was where, like, the director should have been like, hey, Mark. You're Calm at a down. 10, bring it down to like a 7. But clearly, that's the scene that got him nominated because that's what Oscar likes. Which is such nonsense. It's like, bullshit, but it's true. That's, I mean, anyway, listeners, watch Spotlight before uh, yeah, check out Spotlight. the episode it's really, because it's, it's, it's going to be relevant. I do, other than, other than the, that scene, I really love Ruffalo's performance. Agreed. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. It's just that one scene love. where it's like, come on, fuck off, man. Yeah. Um, so that is our oh yeah, we have a Facebook. It's it's run primarily by Superfan Sydney Strobel. Thanks a lot, Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Um and yeah, hit us up, interact with us. Uh we love to hear from you. Um, let us know what you think thought of Spotlight. Uh 
Blade Runner. Uh, um, yep. You want to do the sign-off, sir? Yes. So, for Law & Order Special Viewing Unit, I'm Matt Reuter. And I'm Aviv Rubenstein. We will see you guys next week. Gung Gung. Thank you.